Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. A new study shows that volcanic activity from 1998 to the present has been responsible for a significant reduction in the temperature of planet Earth. The results are significant because they may partly explain why the temperature of the Earth has not been rising at quite the rate that climate models predict it should. Climate scientist Ben Santer talks to us today about the impact of volcanoes on the Earth's temperature and the heated discussion surrounding climate change. Volcanoes. Mountains that spew out materials that can reach 2,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Those things are cooling our planet. This is actually not a new idea. Climate models have measured the cooling effects that resulted from the eruptions of El Chichon in 1982 and Pinatubo in 1991. But new research in the journal Nature Geoscience shows that the collective cooling effect of many small volcanic eruptions over about the last decade or so has made a rather significant impact on the overall temperature of the planet. The lead author on the research, Ben Santer, a climate scientist at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, explained how volcanoes cause cooling. When you have a volcanic eruption, most of these eruptions release a gas, sulfur dioxide. And when that sulfur dioxide reaches the upper levels of the atmosphere, the so-called stratosphere, it forms uh, essentially little droplets of sulfuric acid. And those droplets reflect some portion of incoming sunlight back to space and essentially make the atmosphere optically thicker make it more difficult for sunlight to penetrate deeper into the atmosphere. For very large eruptions, like the eruption of Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines in 1991, that cooling can be profound, uh, up to, for example, uh, half a degree Celsius cooling of global mean temperature within 12 to 14 months of the eruption date. The eruption of Mount Pinatubo in 1991 was the second largest volcanic eruption of the 20th century. It most likely took two to three years for the aerosols the Pinatubo ejected to be fully expelled from the atmosphere. And for the planet to recover from that cooling to warm up to its pre-Pinatubo temperature, that took nearly a decade. The cooling effect would have impacted the atmosphere and eventually the surface of the ocean. And the surface of the ocean has a lot of thermal inertia, meaning it can take a long time for changes in the temperature to reverse. This is for a very large eruption, though. For smaller eruptions that don't uh, produce much sulfur dioxide gas and don't produce much volcanic aerosol material in the upper atmosphere, the the cooling effect is much smaller. So there's, there's uh, a relationship between the size of the eruption and the size of the cooling, not surprisingly. But the new results show that the accumulation of many small eruptions can collectively have a significant impact on Earth's temperature. Using satellite data, Santer and colleagues were able to look at the Earth's atmosphere shortly after these small volcanic eruptions. The satellites are orbiting above the Earth, but they don't look straight down at it. Instead, they look at the Earth side on. So even though they are above the atmosphere, they can see sunlight or moonlight passing through the atmosphere and determine how much of that light is being blocked by these sulfates. 
you can see uh, very, very clearly spikes in these measurements of stratospheric aerosol optical depth. So me measurements of the amount of material in the stratosphere. And you can, you can nicely see then in these aerosol optical depth measurements, the signatures of individual eruptions. Santer and his team looked at data in multiple wavelengths to get a comprehensive picture of how these aerosols influence the passage of sunlight through the atmosphere. So we look in the visible, these uh, occultation measurements of sunlight and moonlight. We look in the short wave, uh, like I said, the reflected sunlight at the top of the atmosphere. And we look in the microwave in microwave sounding unit measurements of atmospheric temperature and clearly show that there are some identifiable cooling signals associated with the larger 21st century volcanic eruptions. Irrespective of any computer model simulations, the observational evidence in our study shows these early 21st century eruptions are doing something to our climate system. Planet Earth is heating up. But starting in about 1998, the rate of that heating began to slow down. Temperatures are still rising, but not as quickly as climate models predict. And scientists aren't sure why this so-called slowdown or hiatus is happening. Climate scientists will make models and then test them by comparing them with years past. That tells them how on target the models are. But most of the climate models that Santer and his colleagues looked at have mostly failed to reproduce the slowdown in rising temperatures. So clearly a piece of the puzzle is missing from those climate models. In 2011, scientist Susan Solomon and colleagues wrote a paper showing that the increase in volcanic activity in the 21st century could be contributing to the slowdown. That paper showed just how significant the volcanic activity has been in the last 15 years or so. I really don't think until the 2011 Solomon et al. paper, there was um, an expectation that these small eruptions were really doing something to the reflected sunlight at the top of the atmosphere. That paper uh, showed very clearly we can't ignore these things. They're having a climate impact. The new research by Santer and colleagues provides concrete evidence to support the conjecture by Solomon and colleagues. In the new paper, Santer and his group show that volcanic activity is likely responsible for 15 to 20 percent of the unexpected cooling. The other 80 percent or so likely comes from other cooling factors. Uh, volcanoes are only one part of the story. The story is complex this beautiful, fascinating detective story. Other players in this story are the unusually broad and low solar minimum during the last solar cycle. That's a cooling influence. The uptick in Chinese emissions of sulfur dioxide from Chinese coal-fired power plants, that's uh, likely a net cooling influence. Uh, the temporary cooling effects of more La Niñas and the temporary cooling effects of this thing called the Pacific Decadal Oscillation. All of those factors make some contribution to the slowdown in surface and lower atmosphere warming since 1998. And the real challenge 
is to reliably figure out the relative contributions of each one of those factors to the hiatus. But it's not an either-or proposition you know, that one of these factors and one only fully explains the hiatus. That's highly unlikely, in my, in my opinion. It's the combination of these factors that somehow explains the observed changes in warming rate that we've seen. Sandra says the new results are important in the fight against climate change denial. Some people have cited the inability of climate models to predict the slowdown as evidence that the models are deeply flawed, if not outright wrong. The common argument is that these models are too sensitive to carbon emissions, basically that they overstate the effect of greenhouse gases on Earth's temperature. This argument is flawed for multiple reasons, but Sandra says it needs to be dismissed completely, especially for non-scientists who have a right to wonder why climate models do not currently predict the slowdown. But from our analysis, there's, there's no evidence that those claims of fundamental model error are correct. And as we showed, too, in the paper, if your explanation of the differences between observed and modeled warming rates over the last 15 years is models are wrong, (laughs) models are too sensitive to greenhouse gases, then you have to explain why the very same models do a rather remarkable job capturing the cooling signals after the 82 eruption of El Chichon and after the 1991 eruption of Pinatubo. You can't have things both ways. It's a fundamentally inconsistent argumentation, if you see what I I mean here. And that's perhaps the most important aspect of our paper, that we, we don't find in our analysis any evidence to support claims of some fundamental error in model sensitivity to human caused changes in greenhouse gases. The cooling effects of volcanoes has now already been incorporated into a few climate models. Work is being done to put it into more of those models. And that's bringing scientists closer to a more comprehensive understanding of our climate. And that is essential as we look forward and try to think of ways to deal with the global warming crisis. You've been listening to the Physics Central podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central podcast.